This morning, God's word comes to us from Psalm 63. Psalm 63, and we'll be reading the 11 verses of this chapter. Psalm 63, beginning at verse 1, what we hear now is God's Word. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food. And my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night, For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you, your right hand upholds me. But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear by him shall exalt. But for the mouths of liars will be stopped. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. Well, this morning we have the great privilege of coming together to the table of our God. Not only do we have the public proclamation of the gospel this morning, we have the visible proclamation in the bread and in the wine picturing for us the body and blood of Christ, which save us from all of our sins. We look this morning to Psalm 63, a psalm of David. A psalm which makes reference in verse 5, my soul will be satisfied with fat and rich food. And we're going to think about this psalm under that theme this morning, fat and rich food as we prepare to come to the table of the Lord. And maybe you say, kids, you know, when I see that plate go by with the the little piece of bread, and I see that little thimble of wine, I would hardly describe that as fat and rich food. We remember, we partake of these gifts from God by faith. They are that which strengthens our soul. And as such, they truly are fat and rich food, blessing from God to encourage us and to strengthen us. Psalm 63 is a beautiful picture of David's longing to be with God. The title of this psalm, the superscription, a psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. David is away from Jerusalem. He is away from the people of God. He is away from the place where God has said his name would dwell. And David longs to be there. 
He longs to be in God's presence. So he says in verse 1, O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. David desires to be in the presence of his God. He longs for it. He longs for it like one who looks for water in the desert, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. We know, we know the heat of the desert, how hot it can be. We drive across the desert to go to, California, to Phoenix or elsewhere, and, and that, that heat is just all around us. And then, and then we have a refreshing glass of cold water, and our thirst is satisfied. David says, that's how I long to be in God's presence, like someone who is in the desert longing for that cool glass of water, longing to be refreshed, longing to be satisfied. Is that our longing for the presence of God? our longing to gather once again with his people, to gather around his table. We look forward to it. We anticipate it. We long for it. It is like water in the desert given to satisfy our thirst. David recognizes his need to be with God. He says, So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and your glory. Again from verse 5, my soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food. He desires to be in the presence of his God, to have fellowship with God. Once again this morning, God has brought us into his presence. He has brought us to his table that we might be satisfied with fat and rich food. As we come to the table, we remember that, that while the elders may serve the elements to us, God himself is the host. God is the one who welcomes us to come to feed, to satisfy our longing, and to be filled. To be filled by faith on fat and rich food. What does he say? My soul will be satisfied. Has that been your desire? Has that been your longing this past week? To anticipate to come and gather with your family around the family table, hosted by our Father, and fed this wonderful food of life. That's what we celebrate this morning. God satisfying our longings to come and to eat and to drink and to be filled with fat and rich food. David says, verse 6, I remember you upon my bed. I meditate on you in the watches of the night. When David speaks about being on his bed and meditating in the watches of the night, he is not simply making a time reference. But often in the Psalms, uh, night is a picture of trouble a picture of distress. We think of other psalms that pick up that same imagery. I think of a psalm like Psalm 143, where the psalmist David says there, For the enemy has pursued me. He has crushed my life to the ground. 
He has made me sit in darkness like those long dead. Therefore my spirit faints within me. My heart within me is appalled. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you as in a parched land. Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, for I trust in you. David's reminder that in the dark, in the times of trouble, God is still there with us. God is the one who takes us through those times of distress. He has not forgotten us. We can remember him on our bed at night. We can meditate upon him in the darkness of the night. But no, he is still with us, going through the trouble and the trial alongside of us, in fact, ahead of us, to care for us. God, God helps us in our troubles and trials in this life, and God helps us with our trial for eternal life. God, God takes us out of the darkness of our sin, out of the depths and the depravity, that weight that we talked about, which is too heavy to bear, and God has placed that weight upon Jesus Christ. He has taken us from the dark of night and given us the light of day that we can rejoice that we can know that, that not only in this life is God with us, but on into eternity, He will be with us. God will never leave us. He will never forsake His people. But He continues to deliver us out of the depths of our sin. He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to take the darkness of night that we might have joy in the morning. Jesus tasted the darkness that we could have the light. He was there for us. He took the curse, the pain, that we might receive the blessing. Even in the darkness of night, God has not left us. We meditate upon him, on what he has done. The psalmist goes on, he says, For you have been my help. In the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. Another beautiful picture of deliverance. A deliverance that also reminds us of elsewhere in the Psalter. When in Psalm 91, uh, we hear these beautiful words, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His pinions and under His wings you will find refuge. God as a refuge and strength. God as an ever-present help in times of trouble. He is our rock, our refuge, our deliverer. We rejoice in that. We remember what He has done. And even as we do so in times of trial, in times of difficulty, we remember God has delivered us in the past and He will deliver us in the future. He is faithful to His Word. He will not leave His own. We find refuge under His wings. He is our help and our shield. The psalmist says in verse 8, My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. Yes, it is true that we cling unto God as our refuge and strength, but the only reason we can cling is because His hand is upholding us. We are held 
in the hands of our God. I think of Jesus' words in the Gospel of John, where Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. What a beautiful picture, kids. We are held in the hands of our God. God holds on to us, and He will never, ever let go. God holds on to each and every one of his, home, his, his own, and we are held safe in the palm of his hand. We remember that, even in the trials of night, that God continues to uphold and strengthen us, and no one and nothing can snatch us away. He preserves us. He cares for us. One of the ways he does that is through the sacrament. The sacrament is given to us as food to strengthen our spiritual life. We are spiritually fed when we come to the table. And so, so this morning, particularly if you are feeling the darkness of night, particularly if you are, are meditating through the night, come to the table. Come and be fed. Come and be satisfied. Come and be strengthened by God's Spirit through the body and blood of Christ, through these, these small morsels, but these beautiful morsels, fat and rich food for our souls. There is a wonderful mystery in the sacrament. It's referred to in the Heidelberg Catechism that, that just as surely as bread and wine strengthen me physically, so I am spiritually strengthened by the body and blood of Christ as I come to the table. God strengthens us in our time of weakness. And that, that reality, that truth, leads us to bring praise to Him. What does David say in verse 3? Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. My lips will praise you. That's what we come to do this morning, to praise God. We have lifted our voices in song to Him. We've joined our hearts in prayer to Him. We praise Him for who He is, our Deliverer, our Redeemer. Again, verse 5, My soul will be satisfied with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. Joyful because of what God has done for us. Because of all that Christ has done for us. He who would leave the glories of heaven, he who would come down to earth, he would, he would live and interact with sinful men and women, he who would be unjustly condemned, he who would be sent to a cross and killed in the most cruel manner possible, we will rejoice in him. For, for we will sing songs of joy and gratitude because what he, has, what he has done, what he has done for us through his resurrection, giving us new life. We come this morning and we have really very simple elements before us, a small piece of bread, a little cup of wine, 
But there's a beauty in that simplicity. The small bread, the small wine to accomplish God's purposes. Things seemingly insignificant, perhaps, to the world, but they are fat and rich food to us. As with the proclamation of the gospel, oh, the world says, don't bother what's going on over there. Don't bother listening to that. It's insignificant. Seemingly insignificant things God uses as a powerful work. It is the power of salvation for all who believe when the gospel is declared. It is the strengthening of our souls when we take this small piece of bread and drink this small cup of wine. God does great things with these simple elements to remind us the strengthening comes from Him. It is is not the bread and wine that fill us this morning. It is God's Spirit that fills us and nourishes our souls to eternal life. The psalmist says, verse 4, So I will bless you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. The picture of lifting up of hands is a picture of prayer, praying to God and thanking Him for what He has done. We come to the supper at God's command, at God's invitation, but also with great thanksgiving in our hearts. He gives us these gifts to remind us of what He has done. He gives us these gifts to strengthen us in our walk with Him. When we are in the night, we come to the table and we see that glimmer of the morning, the morning promised because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He comes and satisfies our deepest needs. The psalmist says in verse 11, The king shall rejoice in God, and all who swear by him shall exalt. This supper has a certain inclusion to it. Even the king, welcome to rejoice in God. All those who swear by him, welcome to come. Those who are joined with the king, those who are people of the king, rejoice as he comes to the table and come to the table with him. We see the same thing in the supper this morning. It is the king's table. And those who are found in the King, those who have confessed Jesus Christ as their Lord, as their Savior, as their King, are welcome to come to the table, are welcome to gather around and to feast on this wonderful food. It is for all who find their life in the King. But it is only for those who find their life in the King. We cannot skip verses 9 and 10, where David says, But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. In the supper, well, it's a huge blessing to believers. It is also a warning. This supper is for those who are found in Christ Jesus. And if you are not, you are warned to stay away. One of the reasons that we have elders fence the table, one of the reasons they talk to us as we come in the the church on Lord's Supper morning is to keep us safe. Lest if we have not embraced Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, if we are not submitting to Him and joining His church where He is King, lest we eat and drink judgment to ourselves. There is a warning in the supper. The psalmist, as often in the psalms, gives us this contrast. Those who who know the Lord live unto life. 
Those who do not have only death. May they will, they will seek, to, who seeks to destroy my life, he will go down to the depths of the earth. There are those who embrace the king. There are those who oppose the king. There are those who exalt the king. There are those who challenge the king. Who are we as we come to the table this morning? Have we embraced Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior? Have we submitted to his kingship by being active members of his church? Do we find our life in him? Yes, we do fence the table. It is for only those who are found in Christ Jesus, but it is for all of those who are found submitting themselves to him. The call of the gospel goes out once today, once again today. If we have not acknowledged Jesus Christ, if we are not submitting to the king right now, he calls us. He calls us to humble ourselves before him, to confess our sins, to embrace Jesus Christ with heart and soul and mind and strength, and to know the joy, the joy of longing to come to the table of the Lord, longing to be fed on fat and rich Food. Once again this morning, God calls his people, he welcomes his people to come to his table, to gather around these simple elements, to embrace by faith what God is doing by the power of his spirit, to enjoy the gifts of God for the people of God, truly fat and rich food. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we thank you for the beautiful gifts you have given to us. We thank you for the proclamation of the gospel, that Lord's Day after Lord's Day, we hear the call to faith and repentance. We hear the glories of Jesus Christ and what he has done. We thank you, O God, this morning that we see that gospel visibly portrayed before us. We see in the bread and the wine the body and blood of Christ. We see in these simple elements fat and rich food. Oh, Lord God, use these elements today to encourage us, to strengthen us, particularly if we are going through the nighttime, if we are in the dark. Lord God, keep us in the shadow of your wings. Uphold us continually with your right hand. Hear our prayer. For Jesus' sake, amen.